Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Pounds, pounds. No. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the she in Shergyani, which is a Martian meteorite <laughs> class. It's a class. It's a class of meteorite, and it's the kind from Mars. I think everyone knows that. <laughs> Duh. Well, just for the couple people that didn't. Just right. the kids that... Um, don't listen for the this small a, niche that doesn't know. Yeah, this is a are. very educational hour. Welcome to you. Just you don't uh, even have to homeschool today if you just right. tune in. Today's episode is about meteorites and the specifically the Shergati, right? Which is my favorite kind class of meteorite. And uh, uh, those are a good one. Yeah, they're my favorite. They're really, mm-hmm. they're really a lot like you know a meteorite. Right, but specifically the the like Mars rocky, kind. yeah, fire. You how, do you think they've killed people? Um, I don't know if specifically that kind has. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But I do know that sometimes they don't burn up. Right, and well, that's how we've happen. seen them. Things happen. <laughs> they, many things happen. You guys, welcome. We are going to talk about that today. <laughs> so many things. My name is Summer, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. <laughs> and Joy, I just want you to know that if you were a meteorite, <laughs> if you were a meteorite, you would definitely be of the class Shergati, because it's the best class. I and thought it, you were going to say, if you were a meteorite, you would... Be out of this world. Wait, you're oh. so out of this world... That you're a Shergati. That would have been mild, I was gonna mildly say, better. You would fall from <laughs> space and hit me in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> you should write greeting cards. I should. It could make a lot for, of money. Yeah. For the weird people that can only express their feelings through jokes. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree. Um, probably just as many if not more, than know about that meteorite that I totally know the name of. Shergati. Shergati. I hope I'm saying that right. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, oh, you're I, an expert. I am saying that right. Yes. <clears throat> you're welcome. Uh, but you're right. <laughs> I am Joy. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And Summer, I just want you to know that being friends with you is like dipping your hands into a large bag of uncooked rice (laughs) (laughs) while using a brand new toothbrush. (laughs) Uh, It's the best thing in the world. One of the best things. Matt forgot 37. He really friends with summer and doing a (laughs) podcast with her. That's because he was jealous that he didn't get to. Right. He'll get there. (laughs) Have you ever had to put your phone in a bag of rice? No. Oh, You've never dropped your phone into water. I have. Oh. But I've never 
tried to save thought it. Thought that putting it in rice would actually work. No, it actually works. I've also had phones I've dropped in water and they were fine. Oh. They just dried out on their own. Oh. What kind of Martian phone do you use? <laughs> I feel like. Do you know what I really wanted to say <laughs> when you asked me if I'd ever put my... <laughs> I mean, I do want to know, but I'm scared. I was going to say no, but I have put <laughs> my rice into a bag of phones. <laughs> Why am I this way? I just couldn't have it any other way. I wonder, would that cook your rice? It really hydrates the rice. (laughs) (sighs) The phones have to be wet. (laughs) Just so you know. Oh gosh, this is just... (laughs) Okay. Hey guys. This day is not getting less weird. (laughs) It's really not. Do days ever get less weird? I don't know. I've never. Please don't ask me weird philosophical <laughs> questions right now. I don't know what <laughs> thoughts my brain is going to come up with. Okay. Have you ever like laughed so hard you get kind of sweaty? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. <sighs> um, luckily, uh, <laughs> we've got another... <laughs> Everyone knows how to fast forward. <laughs> you guys have come to the right place. We have brought all the joy. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I guess at least this, like, inappropriate amount of laughing is appropriate for this episode. On joy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I, been looking forward to this episode. Have you? I, I have not, because I have been such a killjoy lately, <laughs> and I feel like everything <laughs> I'm about to say just condemns me for the crazy amount of anxiety I've had. I'm just an egomania. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was actually trying to think of, like, great ways I could, like, be have, like, some puns, but, like, right. it, it's not a pun, because we're talking about joy, and your name is Joy, right. so it's not even... Well, so to start the episode about Joy, punny. I'd like you guys to all know that I like long walks on the beach, <laughs> and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joy. Okay, so, yeah, we want to talk about Joy. I wanted to talk about Joy specifically just because I just wanted to like encourage my people out there who struggle with anxiety like I do. Yeah. <laughs> um and I don't I am not wearing that as a badge of honor. I loathe when people just kind of dump all of their um anxiety and things that are just like straight up sins like for the sake of being authentic. Like that's not what I want to do. Right. Like your authentic self is really sinful and um, needs to be repented of and changed and grown. And so uh, I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to be real with you guys. There is something to be said for being vulnerable, but anxiety is a real, uh, it's a killjoy. (laughs) Like 
there's a there's a reason why God commands us not to be anxious. And if you are anxious, you're probably not joyful. Right. And, um, you know, I can be the chief of sinners in this area. <laughs> and the reality is that we live in a crazy, crazy fallen world. Sin affects everything. I mean, even the plants are trying to kill you. <laughs> right. For goodness sake. Tell me about that plant you were just telling I, me about. Um, I found this article. It's called Giant Hogweed. And this kid, a teenager, was hospitalized with third-degree burns after touching a giant hogweed plant on his summer job. Tell us how to identify this plant that is trying to kill oh, you. Gosh. So we, no one touches this plant. Didn't you say it was like in North Carolina or something? It's in Virginia, but apparently Same it's thing. spreading everywhere. This makes me think of Day of the Triffids. But, yes. Um, it's a uh, it's green oh and it has white <laughs> flowers that sort of create they're like kind of i don't how do you explain a plant it's it look has, it up okay go to google and <clears throat> type in giant hogweed plant but its sap can cause blistering burns scars and permanent blindness that is so in, that's so intense you and it just like hangs around and it's seven plant. to 14 feet tall that's insane the, what happened how did how well you said the sap right right what burns you so anyway all of that to say the plants are trying to kill you it's like the happening guys it's like the happening the world is crazy i wish i could think of a hilarious reference to the happening there's so many great lines in that you could do a marky mark impression why (laughs) no one liked that movie but me i did like that movie did you okay partially for its just horribleness yeah No, I agree. But um, so joy is, it's the fruit of the spirit. It's one of the fruits of the spirit. So Galatians 5 lays out that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So this means that joy is something that the Holy Spirit is working to produce in us. Um, right. And being joyful will be a mark of a Christian. But I think there's a lot of... Uh, <clears throat> I think sometimes we kind of throw the word around uh, as a synonym with happiness. Yeah. And there is a, I think there's a biblical distinction. Yeah. They're similar. Right. And then obviously we're not like arguing semantics if you use them interchangeably. Right. Right. It's like you can still get your point across, but we're here to talk about the difference. Right. And so, you know, so let's say your tire blows out and you're stuck on the side of the road. Are you going to be happy in that moment? Right. Um, Are you going to be joyful in that moment? I think there's a distinction there that needs to be made of, no, no one's happy when they're in a potentially dangerous spot uh, with on the side of the road with their vehicle. This is not a happy. Right. Nobody wants it. Right. But we are commanded not to be anxious and we can, um, we should still have be showing the fruit of the spirit even in these difficult moments because the fruit of the spirit are what marks right a believer mm-hmm. and so we're not saying like you should be on the side of the road like yay this is so great i love that i'm in danger and i'm uh, broken down and it's 120 degrees like this is so great Joy isn't about lying about your situation, but you can be joyful in any situation. Like you can, because ultimately 
the the work the Holy Spirit is doing in you that produce produces joy is a joy that's unshakable and that Paul says even while he's in prison right. and he's in all these dangerous situations, he can still be joyful because ultimately that joy isn't dependent on his circumstances. And right. I would argue it's because the joy that's being talked about here is a knowing who Christ is. Right. Like that's what joy yeah. is. It's it's um it's more of a state. Mm-hmm. Whereas happiness is like a response to external right. stimuli. Right. Right. And <clears throat> I think that we need to, you have to do the work to be joyful, but we also have to realize that God commands us all the time to have emotions and to feel things that we don't always feel. And right. that without the work of the Lord, we're not necessarily going to feel. So um, Augustine has that famous prayer, Father, command what you will and grant me what you command. So God commands us to be joyful, to be patient, to be gentle. But he's also saying in that same breath that God has to give us the ability to do those things because within ourselves, we're pretty not gentle and <laughs> not right. self-controlled right. and not loving and all of these things. And so um, I think that we need to kind of like what we were talking about last week with trusting God is we're commanded to trust God, but we also need to throw ourselves on our knees sometimes and pray for the ability to do that. Yeah. It's like an, in- it's, there's an amount of intention. Mm-hmm. Like it, it all comes from, god right the holy spirit right um but there is you know when it comes to the fruits of the spirit there because we are sinful Mm -hmm. there will be a certain amount of intentions so that means that if you're broken down on the side of the road you the the command would be be joyful like i know it sucks right but like you're supposed to be joyful and that may take and that doesn't mean like fake it till you make it right that means be joyful right right and we know that so the fact that these joy is a fruit of the spirit meaning like the holy spirit Mm -hmm. we know um from john 16 that the work of the spirit is to uh point us to christ it's to open our spiritual eyes and show us Jesus. And so I think that's why all of these things, the gentleness and the love and the self-control, they grow from a knowledge of Jesus. The more you know Jesus, the more joyful you're going to be, the more loving you're going to be, the more self-controlled you're going to be. So when you see Jesus for who he is, that's going to cause you to rejoice in the Lord. Right. Um, and so there is a amount of, you can't have joy in Jesus if you don't know who he is. So there is amount of work that has to be done in, yeah. are you willing to open up the word and learn who he is? And while also relying on the spirit to do that work for you. Um, so it's not just, but it's not even just in the word that we see Christ. We see him through the means of grace. 
We see him in um, the gifts that he gives us in nature, um, in uh, the people around us. We see the image of God and in our churches and our church bodies. And so I think part of being joyful is being aware of that, but also using those things. Like I can't imagine a Christian who doesn't go to church, who isn't a part of a body, who isn't um, taking communion, who isn't serving. I can't imagine that they're very joyful. Like, I don't know that you can be very joyful in isolation, um, especially Agreed. when you're you're made to be a part of the body. Right. And so I think that's like a really important component. Um, if you're having a hard time being joyful, you know, I would assess some of those things. Like, how engaged are you with other believers and with your church and in the word? And um, I think that's where you're going to really be able to, I mean, and I'm not ignoring that all of those things are hard. Like, yeah. it can be really hard oh, yeah. and it can be really painful. And it, Especially when you feel the absence of joy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like feeling your absence joy. <laughs> Zing. I got one in. <laughs> Just needed one. Just needed one. So anyway, uh, I, I guess I just wanted to, to comment on, I think some of us can feel, and I am I'm guilty of having felt this way, that like this true joy is like unattainable or you kind of get in that guilt and shame you put yourself in a guilt and shame cycle of I'm not feeling this way and I've tried to feel this way and I'm commanded to feel this way but I just can't do it and then you start to tell yourself that and it's like if if you're in a place where you really believe that you're the one that produces it instead of the Holy Spirit again I think it's pride um and I think some of the worst forms of depression and anxiety um, can be cured when scripture is believed. And when you believe um, that God is who he says he is and he's doing in your heart what he says he's going to do and that you are incapable of doing this on your own, it frees you from a lot. It frees you from that cycle. It frees you from self-reliance. It it um, frees you from sin. <laughs> right. Well, and because, I mean, when you when you feel uh, joyless, what, what we tend to do, especially since the term joy, the terms joy and happiness are similar, um, what we like to do is we like to search for things that make us feel happy. We like to seek out things or circumstances or people who make us feel good, Mm -hmm. but um, they're not quite the same right? because one of them is a little bit more fleeting. Right. Um, The other one is like a fullness of. Right. um, And so that happiness in the way that we are defining it right now and the distinction that we're making Mm -hmm. between happiness and joy, um, you won't you you won't find joy i mean anywhere but the holy spirit um and you certainly won't find it by trying to make yourself feel happy all the time right um and that is i mean that's that leads our our pursuit of joy like 
from ourselves that's manifested from ourselves as humans Mm -hmm. is what leads to a lot of sin yeah um i mean drug addiction right um that uh, that's an extreme version right of of it but we we all we all do it and we we all all like medically in different ways right and And there's nothing wrong with doing something that makes you happy there's nothing wrong with happiness right that's a gift Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a blessing right um and I do think sometimes we would do, especially if you're feeling um, depressed or anxious, I think we would do well instead of feeling like we're going to be stuck in that state forever to, um, I think, I think you can like combine the two when you can choose to be joyful and say like, I, I know that I wasn't depressed and anxious all day today. Mm-hmm. Like there was a moment where I was happy. There was a moment where I was given, where I laughed or something made me smile. Right. We, it's, it's really, it can be really hard to live life here on earth. Yeah. And, um, I just think that, um, I think that obviously, uh, joy and happiness, um, they glorify God. Yep. But they're also, just an example of how good he is to us. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm not trying to be like, just state the obvious, but you know, when Jesus was a man who came into this world, he felt all the things. Yeah. (laughs) He wept bitterly. Um, he, experienced joy and happiness and he experienced the highs and the lows and everything in between. Um, I think we need to be willing to assess um, where, where does our joy lie? Right. Um, Are we really focused on things above? Mm -hmm. Because I promise if you're focused on things below, (laughs) You're not going to be very joyful. Right. Um, our emotions are a gift and they can also be very unhealthy because we distort <laughs> everything. Right. We distort all of the things. Um, and I just think it's, I think the, the biggest killjoy is to be focused on things below, to forget the beauty of Christ and what we have been given in him. Um, and it's really easy to give into these things because we do have to live here daily. We have to deal with so much stuff here daily and, and we need to focus on dealing with it in a God honoring way. And that means that there are details, there are tiny details in our lives that we have to care about um, to big, big things that we have to care about. But in all of that, um, we're still called to look to Christ and to think to Christ. And this is not something that's natural to the natural man, which is why we need new hearts and we need them to be constantly transformed and renewed. And um, I, I know like the longer I walk with the Lord, like the more acutely aware I am of my failings. <laughs> yeah. Like you just find out like more and more, all these things that you need to work on. It's like your spiritual eyes getting more and more opened. And, and sometimes it's, it's, it it can be terrifying if that's what you're focusing on. 
um, instead of focusing on like God has promised to sanctify me. And then one day I'm going to be completely sinless. Right. When I'm dead. I mean, let's be very clear about that. (laughs) Well, and you'll spend way more time that way than this way. Right. And that's so easy to forget because days feel long. Right. We're sort of like stuck. We're very finite and we're stuck with like our perspective. Right. Um, Which is why it's great that we serve a sovereign God who knows everything. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's just my encouragement to you guys and and something that I just have been thinking about a lot lately um, is just that God, God is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And if you are struggling to find joy, you're not going to find it if you're looking within because your insides are a big, huge, hot mess. Yeah that Jesus is working on and we need to look to him for those things. Um, and, and don't stay, don't put yourself in that sin cycle because it's never ending. Like you really need Jesus to get you out of it. Well, and it's really, um, it's such a counterfeit Mm -hmm. of what's actually being offered. Right. Um, don't fall for the like small, shelf life of your counterfeit thing right might feel like it's working right at first but yeah it will quickly disappoint yeah and i would say too you know as we've been you know we we did that episode with rachel jankovic where we talked about the bible reading challenge and the importance of being in the word and uh if you're not sure how to attain that joy uh i think one of the biggest things you need to start doing now is being in the word daily. You cannot see the beauty of Christ if you're not, if you don't know who he is. Right. Um, and so if you're feeling spiritually hungry for Jesus and you're not in the word, that is why you're feeling spiritually hungry. Right. Um, there's, there's other reasons obviously that you can be spiritually hungry um, because the Christian life is more than just reading, but it is certainly, it certainly includes being in the word for sure. Um, And I think we live in a a generation that is so, we're so saturated. We have Bibles everywhere. We have a million and one different translations. You know, if you're like me, you've got 25 different Bibles in the house. You've got three (laughs) different Bible apps. Uh, you can have them in whatever language you want, whatever kind of dramatic or not dramatic reading that you want. And yet we're, we seem to be so spiritually starved. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's, I don't even know how to explain that, but it's just, it's an observation that, um, that Rachel made when she was on the show that I think is completely accurate. And I know that there are times, the times when I feel the most spiritually starved are the times where I'm not reading. Oh yeah. Um, God has God has given us the word for a reason. We're supposed to feast on it. We're supposed to meditate on it. Um, we're supposed to see Jesus in it. And uh, you don't you don't need to be spiritually starved. You don't need to be hungry. If you're hungry, you don't have to stay hungry. Um, and so I guess just the Bible reading challenge uh, and that whole community has been really encouraging to me in that aspect to just have that community around it. It's just really nice. I think so too. Um, I'm enjoying the Bible challenge. Mm-hmm. 
It's such it's, a, it's so simple, right? Right. It's so simple that it, it's almost like, how do I even explain, like, how, like, how dumb is it that this simple thing, like, how can it be, we're so dumb. Like, right. Like, how do I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. we have the word, and if you claim you believe scripture, and you believe what scripture says about scripture, then we know how necessary and good it is for our souls to feed on it. And yet it can be such a, a simple thing that we too often neglect, I guess. Right. Yeah, I think we, I don't know, maybe it's like some attempt to avoid intimacy mm. mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Like we just, we always have a bunch of excuses to avoid intimacy with God. And I guess at the root of that is that a, you don't need intimacy with him. B you can provide, you can gain intimacy in ways that other than what he prescribed, (laughs) right? Um, Like, which which that's true. There's plenty of things you can do. Um, Mm -hmm. except for he gave you a very, very simple way. Um, essentially to just spend time with him and the word that he's given. Mm-hmm. So we don't really need, like if you're, if you're like, where do I find intimacy with God? Where do I find joy? Right. It is really simple. You're yeah. supposed to be in community with believers and you're supposed to be in intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. And reading your Bible and praying. Mm-hmm. We're commanded to meditate on God's law. Right. You cannot do that if you're not reading right. the Bible. We're told to, um, think on things above. Read Renew your Bible. Renew yeah. uh, all of these things are provided in Scripture, and um, yeah, I guess I just can't. I can't encourage you guys enough. I can't encourage myself enough. Like, is there really too much Bible reading? Is there really too much prayer? I mean, think about something we don't do often enough. It's prayer, and how simple is prayer? Right. It's very simple, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, don't feel if you haven't been praying, repent of that don't let your guilt keep you from just start now right like start now get do it now pray now repent of it now and pray now now. (laughs) yes you have like you just have to to do do it it. if you're if you're saved you already have it right (laughs) right you already have access to the throne there's nothing that you are going to be able to do that to get you closer there's no like in between stepping stones right like it's just you either are or mm-hmm. you're not right um and so just experience joy that you already have right what's getting in the way is you right not it's not that god didn't give you what you needed it's not that you have to do x y and z we are already we have union with christ already it's purchased right. for us it's a done deal um don't stop turning away from it Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we do our feminist of the week? Yes. Oh no. What? I went to um What did I do? Mm. Okay, let me just look it up really quick. I believe in you. Well, I went to look up that plant. And then Oh, um, right. The I, plants like, that are trying to kill for us. For some reason, I just exited out of our feminist of the week. And now instead of just searching for it directly, I'm scrolling. (laughs) Okay. Everyone survived. Okay. So 
I don't even know who the feminist, who gets the award this week. Who is it? Everyone. Everyone. Just everyone in the story. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to read the title of this movie, so I'm not going to. Okay. Because it just seems inappropriate. An editorial choice. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going with you. Yeah. So um, there was a movie that Scarlett Johansson, I'm sure you guys know her. Um, not personally, but maybe you heard do. of her. Yeah. Good job. If I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway. Um, so she was set to play a trans man, meaning. A woman who dresses as a man. Right. Okay. Um, in a new movie, okay. which I'm not going to read the title of. Okay. You can read it if you want, but I feel weird reading it. Okay. Um, and, uh, so she was, she was set to play this, this role. And, um, it's about a person named Dante Tex Gill, who was a trans man. Uh, so female, that who became a man he was a, who ran was a, a prostitution man. ring oh. of massage parlors that she owned in the 1970s. Okay. Um, so it was all set. The movie was being made. Main character cast, Scarlett Johansson. Well. <laughs> uh, How many people were offended? Some people freaked out. And it's because um, the trans community is upset that that there's not a lot of trans representation for real in Hollywood. Why wouldn't you pick a trans actor to play a trans role? Um, why would you pick a cis straight <laughs> female right. Right. to pretend to be a trans man? Which is really when, a woman pretending to be right. a man. Which is acting also. <laughs> she's acting in a movie. Right. And it's not real. So this um, is like affirmative action. Like we don't have enough trans people in Hollywood. Therefore, no one can. We need trans people to play trans people. This is just this is this is the intersectional feminism, intersectional identity politics, like caving in on itself. They're all eating each other alive. Right. Because I guarantee you Scarlett Johansson is well, she said she has great admiration and love for the trans community. Yep, there you and go. And she's grateful that the conversation regarding inclusivity in Hollywood continues. But she backed out of the role. She's not. She had to, or the yeah. trans community would never have forgiven her right. because these people aren't about love and acceptance or any of the things they say they're about. Right. They just want there to be the most oppressed and the most heard, and so she clearly wanted to play this role in order to like support the community but that's not good enough how does the Bechtel test work with trans oh. with female to male tell transition? us just for the people who don't know what the Bechtel test is okay so the Bechtel test is a, it's like a litmus test to tell if a movie is tolerant <laughs> or not has enough female representation right so yeah it's all about female representation and basically it's there needs to be two women in the movie that uh, some people, some Bechtel believers mm. say that they need to both be named. Like they need to have names, names. In, the, in the story. Do they have to have more than a supporting role? No. Okay. Or I don't know. It's yeah. So who even knows? Just, um, the more oppressed you are, the well, better. Like 
women can be men now too. So I don't know so who how even the, knows. Like the patriarchy is just creeping in, right? Even to the to female the, gender, right? Um, sorry, I said gender. Um, <laughs> so we're triggered. all one. We're all so triggered right now. But so basically, two women with names in the story have a conversation with each other that is not about men. <laughs> okay. All right. And so if you can pass that, then you are more tolerant and you have represented females in the Hollywood industry more fairly. Right. So how would this even work if you're only talking about trans men? Well, so yeah, like... Or wait. <laughs> I can't keep I'm getting track. a little confused. I'm confused. But like a lot of women in Hollywood right now, there's videos all over Facebook about female representation and female... Uh, harassment and things like that discrimination in Hollywood and it's like well where does this fall into that right Scarlett Johansson was discriminated against for being a female and not being a transgendered man man but because transgendered men are more marginalized they get they They, does that like cancels out the marginalization of Scarlett Johansson being a woman right because they're more marginalized so it's like it is. It's intersectionality. It's like the more marginalized you are, right? The that more like, like virtue the... you have, even when you're doing something that somebody who's less marginalized than you is doing, it's not okay. But if you do it, it is okay because of how marginalized you are. Yes. <laughs> I, this is a nervous laugh. I just think, honestly, I just think that uh, I don't, I don't think that anyone's like, I think Hollywood is all for trans representation. Right. But they're also for making money. And Scarlett Johansson pulls in a lot more people. Right. Especially in like a very unconventional role. Yeah. Than a trans actor that nobody's, not as many people have heard of. Right. Well. So I I don't know if, I don't know maybe if we need to take it so personally. And obviously, I have issues with it for other reasons. Well, but what can't be taken personally these days? <laughs> That's the question. We really do try, don't We're we? We're going to make sure everything is personal and everything is, is offensive. Is that a challenge? Because <laughs> watch this. I'm offended right now. <laughs> I'm offended that you think I'm so offended. I do not go to the dentist. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Who goes to the dentist? You guys are so fancy if you do. <laughs> fancy people going to the dentist. Anyway. Whew, all right, guys. Of the week. That's our Whoever feminist of the week. Is getting that award. Okay. Just it could like go to any of them, of really. It could go to ScarJo. It could go to the all the people who are so triggered by this. It could go right. to Hollywood for even wanting to make a movie about a man pretending to be a woman, or is it a but a movie is just pretending. Like, why aren't we all outraged about movies all the time? Like, a movie is just pretending. It's not real. I know. Some people don't know that. Some people don't know that. Mm. Anyway, this show is real. You guys are real. It'd be real if you go to patreon.com slash theologians. Uh, for six bucks a month, you can help keep the mics on and support female representation in the, the podcast, podcast world. <laughs> Actually, oh, don't do it for that reason. 
do it for There's any other reason yeah. <laughs> but please not that one is the message and um thanks you guys for listening we will see you next week yeah